This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. Uh, welcome to December. Yes. Santa Claus is coming to town and shit. Santa Claus <laughs> is coming to town for, for like our next our next podcast, but um, not this one, though, because no, it's like Santa's... I'm not sure if Santa wants anything to do with this one. All right, what do you have on tap for us? Okay, well, I have on tap black science for you, for you all, but... I guess before um, I get into that, let's talk a bit about its writer, um, Rick Remender. Remender is a writer who um, has followed the traditional comics path of clawing his way up through like um, work, like for, work for smaller publishers, like say like Dark Horse and Image, before like transitioning on to, like on big budget stuff for for Marvel. And he did stuff like the End League and like and Fear Agent at Image and Dark Horse, and um, he it's like and the response to that series was good enough to like get him like get a leg up on writing stuff like venom for like for marvel and then um his big breakthrough series um uncanny x-force which you know sounds weird to say like hey you know it's like x-force like you know the more militant um kill happy of all of all x-men titles like this was like a big breakout title but remender's run on that title um was really really good by um, like by superhero con- comic standards, I mean just just the idea that he took these like characters like 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 Wolverine, Phantom X, um, um Psylocke, um Psylocke and Deadpool, it's like and did it's like and and Archangel as well. Oh yes, Archangel, um, and like did stuff with them that a lot of people weren't expecting to see. It's like like throughout, um, just got a just like turn a lot of people's heads and um when he it's like when he did his like big um the dark angel saga i mean when you're doing like like a series of builds of as like a dark something saga like in the x-men title it's like you're like you're you're basically calling up like comparisons hey remember like the dark phoenix saga you know check this shit out man well the dark angel saga really um lived up to that com- comparison instead of as one of the best um, event stories in it's like in Marvel for the, for the last decade. And uh, after, it's like, and that basically like thinking, like, well, Render was, had already made a name for himself at that time. It's like he, this series basically kind of, this series basically catapulted himself into the big leagues, giving him, um, and Marvel's like, then Marvel gave him like their big, um, X-Men Avengers team up series, uncanny Avengers, um, to write. And, you know, it's like, well, it wasn't quite on the same levels as un- Uncanny um, X Force. It was still a, p- a pretty good read, which had him like shooting for the moon on his big um, three volume like Avenge the Earth saga. But the thing is, um, it's like like remember like a lot of great a lot of his contemporaries, like such as um, Matt Matt Fraction and Kieran Gylan, you know, realize that hey, you know, it's like this is only going to last last so long. So I want to use this um this fame that i've got writing for it's like um like while writing for marvel i wanted to like go and um like do my own creator own series well that's that's exactly what he did so he went right back to image and um the first series he launched was black science but it wasn't the only series he launched because like falling on its heels were um dead deadly class low and um more recently um um death or glory now much much as I like Remender, and I think he's definitely a talented writer, he's got a quirk um that's unique to him that's that I find like that's actually caused me to like, 
to Alan Moore. Actually, I just stopped reading a lot of a couple of his series because Remender loves to grind his heroes down. Basically, have so much bad stuff happen to them that you know you kind of wonder like, wow, man, this is this gets really depressing. I mean, when are they going to like finally, um, you know, put, do that? Um, like you know, like things that thing where they they turn things around and show that they're like you know on top of everything. And the thing, the thing with his work, though, is that when he's working on, say, a Marvel project, you know, there's only so far you can grind a character down because, you know, it's like, hey, you, you've got to come back and do another story with these characters next month. So, I mean, like, you can only, it's like, yeah, there's, there's this kind of safety net that prevents him from doing that thing too much to the characters. And, you know, his work on Uncanny Avengers and Uncanny X-Force show that, yeah, he can, that this is, this that that he and the safety net you know work really well together when he doesn't have this safety net it the uh the thing the uh, prospects are a much dicier proposition i stopped reading um his fear agent um series about like the sci-fi adventurer heath hudson because i figured oh well hey what's gonna happen now oh more bad shit oh wait he's just gonna lose again Oh, he's just gonna. Oh, now he's going back in time. Now, like, I have even more bad shit happen to him. Fuck this! I don't. I don't need to like burden myself with this stuff. I mean, bad stuff keeps. There's enough bad stuff happening all around us. I mean, it's like if you're going to like do something where bad stuff constantly keeps happening. I mean, just do it in a way that's like completely unexpected to me. Don't don't just go. Oh wait, hey, hey your best effort. You're gonna try your best to combat this. Oh wait, and it's gonna fail. Uh, no, that kind of stuff just annoys the shit out of me, and. Same goes for like his series um low, which you know that first after that first volume, um was just so depressing that I just thought oh wow it's like like there's gonna be like more volumes of this oh and the next volume is only gonna be four issues and about this, and even more expensive than the first one, so it's like no I'm not gonna bother with that so that there, there's two series there that I just I just went and gone okay no that's not gonna work the exception to this rule and I'm gonna love i'm talking about this later on is deadly class where he's actually managed to make the grinding down part of the fun because you know these these are these are high schoolers like enrolled in the assassin's academy and it's just like all the drama of high school turn up to 11 and just seeing these bad things happen to them it just it's like it just comes i guess you could say it's just so ridiculous that it becomes enjoyable again it's like that's that's all i got for you right now but Deadly Class is probably the exception to the um, rule where, like, you know, Remender grinding down his characters is just no fun. And then there's, like, Death or Glory, which, you know, for the most part, like, played was a, was a great action story for, for the majority of its first volume. And then had an ending where everything actually went right for its character, which I thought, whoa, this is surprising. Like, a first volume where it's Remender protagonist actually comes out ahead. Wow, I hope he didn't hurt himself writing that. Shit. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand on Remender. He's a, I think he's a great writer, but like he's got, but like that one thing, but his thing is grinding down characters, and you know, it's like it's, and it's really not clear whether or not I'm going to actually like you know like follow like what he's doing, you know, to like to the end because like that's not really like a trait that I think is like super like compelling. And that brings us to Black Science. Black Science is his longest-running creator, creator-owned series that he did with uh, Matteo Scalera, who he worked with on 
on um, was Secret Avengers. Secret Avengers. It's like and ostensibly, you know, it's like it, the setup is it's kind of like you know the old Sliders riff. You know, people going to alternate universes, you know, and having adventures there. Um, the, the the hook here is that this is the um, people ha- person having this these adventures are it's like is um one Grant McKay. It's like a, like a sci like the scientist scientist who is leading the team that events like a device called the Pillar. Which um take which will like jump you from one universe to the next. It's like take you from our boring vanilla universe to one like where hey it's like you know like you'll have like 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 frogs that um shoot lightning through their tongues. It's like and have like slate. It's like you know like um other slave amphibians. It's like dancing dancing for them as we see in the first first volume. And we also see you know people people in this crew die in the first volume because you know it's like well ostensibly it was supposed to be just granted his team. You know, taking a quiet jaunt out through the pillar, like oh, and along with his two kids, um, Pia and Nate, it's like, but then you know, shit goes wrong. His boss, um, Kadir, and his assistant Chandra show up, and they're they want to know what's going on, and like oh, whoops, someone sabotaged the pillar, and now it's like it's going to keep jumping them at random intervals through the, uh, like, like, like like through the uh, multiversal construct known as the Eververse. So you think, okay, that's what, what it's going to be like for, for the series. It's just going to be like, you know, Grant and his, and his team, his two kids. Oh, and one of his team happens to be his, uh, mis- his mistress, and she's got her own agenda about what she wants to find like in this um, universe of, in- of infinite realities. And the first volume, you know, like kind of played out, played out that, you know, to that structure, to those expectations. Until it got to the very end when it looked like Remender was pulling a really ballsy move. And I thought, wow, didn't see that coming. And yeah, this setup, you know, it's like, it's going to be great. Because, well, I guess spoiler warning for like a four or five year old series. It's like um, Grant McKay um, like meets his maker at the end of volume, end of issue six. And like the new protagonist of the series is um, professional scumbag um, Kadir Aslam. Okay. I'm kind of I I was actually really on board this when it happened because you know even if Kadir was kind of a dick it's like you know he was at least someone one who had like reasons for for this I mean he it's like he had like it's like a deeply founded dislike of it's like of Grant it's like and and success but it was kind of understandable in the sense that you know Kadir is the the guy who like you know wants to play by the rules make things happen the way they the way they do and Grant is all just like you know anarchist. Anarchist authority. I mean, his his uh, friends are like call them build themselves as a league of anarchist scientists, uh, who be, view themselves as beholden to no authority but yourself. And Kadir is just kind of like, no, it's like you guys are all dicks. You're gonna get everyone killed. So and yes, he's kind of an, he's really kind of an asshole about this, especially when he tells when the, it's revealed the pillar works and that because he's the head of this, um, Kadir goes, hey, who has two thumbs and is gonna get all the credit for this? Me, baby. So yeah, it's like he's he's an asshole. It's like he's he's deeply unlikable, but he's also kind of like coming from a, an area that that you know you can understand uh, understand this. And so I was kind of like looking forward to seeing like you know the rest of the series like be about you know Kadir, you know coming in becoming a better person. That that was a great hook right there. And it doesn't matter that you know the first volume took the entire its entire six year length to get to that point. Well. That's not what happened, because it turns out that Grant McKay wasn't quite as dead as we thought. Oh, and it turns out that you know 
the alternate universe versions of him and his wife that showed up in the first volume. Well, turns out they're they're actually stick around for a little bit longer, and they're actually really kind of important to the core core thesis of this series. But but the thing is with Black Science, especially its first three volumes, which um, you know continue the trend of them jumping through um, different universes. Like and well, ba- more bad things keep happening to them, especially with Volume Three, where they um jump into a, a science fiction version of Rome, and um you know they're just going to and you know it's like and while they're just trying to survive long enough to get out of there, you know like Grant's um, one of Grant's partners um Sean basically tells them no what what happened to like leaving every universe better than we found it, and you think okay this is gonna be the turning point this is where things gonna like they're gonna turn out to be better and you know by the time everyone jumps out or well, everyone is forced to jump out because of reasons of the plot. Well, it turns out that all their um, efforts to like, make things better, well, it's just like undone by a last page twist. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, no! It's like this is this is awful. Me, am I just going to read a series where just like everything just keeps getting worse and worse for the characters? No, this is not my idea of a good time. Especially when I can see just you know how everything's gonna when they broadcast like you know how everything's gonna be worse. So you know I was ready to give up on Black Science. Now things didn't get better, but holy shit they did! Because my God, Volume Four God World was like a, was a big revelation. I mean, yeah, it started it started off with like you know Grant lost in some weird it's like weird world. It's like where he's just you know like barely remembers like like what he's supposed to do and he's like i'm confronted with this like this gas bag i'm floating animal that keeps asking him questions but then you know it's like it takes him on this weird surrealistic journey as we learn just exactly why he he is like the rebellious arrogant um it's like um person that that he is like you know why he keeps you know like like you know rejecting other people's authority and just trying to control everything himself it's like and it's kind of like it's like it feels like everything like the first three volumes were just kind of like the uh, running him down. But God World is the moment where holy crap, Grant Grant like finally gets hits the light bulb of self enlightenment, and yeah, there's it happens in some truly weird ways, but great. But I like that. Like I wasn't able to see anything this that was happening here coming. It's like and um, he's able to just you know finally get his life um, and character arc back on track, and after. Th- Volume four, I was like, "Holy crap! This, this is great, man!" It's like I want to see more of this, like you know, positive, um, like version of Grant McKay, and that continued on through like half of True Atonement, Volume five, where he um finds his daughter in another dimension, but he just also winds up kind of like um fucking things up for her as well, but in a funny like kind of funny kind of way, and he also winds up making kind of the ultimate sacrifice not his life, but something that's also very important to him as well in order to, um, set things right with, um, like with her and the people who've adopted her as well. But then, you know, like he winds up getting back to his home dimension to drop, to drop his daughter off. Cause he didn't want to put her in danger anymore. And whoops, turns out that, um, Kadir has, um, survived all this time. And now he's, um, working with his boss again, Mr. Block, and they want Grant to, um, Hey, we need you to, um, like build build a newer and better pillar for us. It's like while well, we unpillage other dimensions. Well, that's kind of like how things go throughout the next couple of volumes, um, like Forbidden Realms and Hidden Truths and Extinction is the rule. As 
as you know, Grant has to deal with, you know, like people like um Kadir trying to trying to get what he wants what he wants from him. And also like his daughter um Pia finding out that oh, turns out there's a race of um like a like a body snatchers on the earth from a previous dimension that we saw back in volume one trying to uh, uh like like trying to take over things here. Oh, and uh, his turns out his other son Nate is also alive as well. Problem is that um well he's joined up with his own his own like um superhero collective. It's like and they're trying and they're trying to save the universe from these body centers as well, but they've also got to contend with the evil witch that um, Grant set loose back when he, um, you know, helped help make that sacrifice to Pia. Oh, and then things get um, even crazier in Volume Seven. It's like as all the the, the uh, conflicts co- come to a head, and then um, things things get um, like a little little less a little more calm in Volume Eight as Grant reconnects with his wife and finds out that, Hey, you know, it's like maybe, um, things are it's like, you know, you know, the idea is that, Hey, you know, it's like maybe, um, like he's, he's Grant's told that his, um, that his quest, um, reunites with his, to get his family back together is going to ruin the, the Eververse. And, you know, that's actually kind of true. Really? That's, we're going to come back to that in a bit, but, um, but then, um, he and, but then he and Sarah, his wife, you know, like they, they find, they reconnect. They realize that, Hey, we want our kids back, but in Brenton, I try and find a way to jump to the center of the Eververse, find out the, uh, the center of the onion of reality. And they find, they find heaven. No, really they do. And it turns out heaven is, heaven is just like the receptacle for all the crazy adventures that the entire Eververse has been like designed. It's like designed to take in like, like reality is just a VR construct, man. We're we're like a simulation for for the angels' amusement, dude. It's like crazy, man. I know, but it's like. But then, like, you get to the um, like, final page, and you, and uh, after reality has been erased, well, it turns out there's one world left, like for everyone. And I guess I want to take take not take take a bit to say that you know, it's like I. I think like the strength of the series is that um, Remender, it's like even it, I mean his writing um, syncs up really well with um, artist Matteo Scalera's art. I mean, there's just like a really just like this this kinetic sense of action. It's like whenever they're work they're working together, they like 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 a chase scene with them just comes off as just being like incredibly immersive as you're just tra- just following thing like following just like you know scattered the scattered thoughts you might have as you're like adventuring through something it's like and it's like they just capture that really well on the page so there's great action here and i think that um that remember does have some good ideas it's like about um like a broken character as as mckay it's like because he's got because i mean he's just like working through all of his like like all of his like uh, issues like from having from being raised by an by a like verbally abusive mother from feeling that he's responsible for the death of his dad from, from fight rebelling against all authority. I think that, you know, it's like, even if I verge on self parody at points, I think that um, McKay is an interesting character. And especially like the more we, like the more we see of him, even if, um, a lot of the times, like, you know, it's like, I think that sometimes the uh, dialogue here can like, is, um, it's like, is capable of poetry, and then other times it just feels like, you know, that, um, Remender is having characters like shout ideas at each other rather than actually talk to each other. And that can be, can be kind of frustrating, especially whenever, um, like, uh, 
whenever Grant and Kadir start on butting heads about something. Because for the majority of the series, these two are just, you know, at loggerheads about everything. And that's, it's understandable. And, but it's also kind of frustrating as well, because, because I, I, I guess my, I think the biggest loss of this series is that I think that, you know, I, my additional idea of seeing, I would like to have seen, you know, the series from Kadir's perspective, because I think that he's, even if he's, he's not a, really like a, a really good person. It's like he's, he's got reasons, grounded reasons for doing what he does. And I can under, understand that. So I, I wouldn't, so I'll say I wouldn't mind seeing that, you know, what, what everything would have looked like from his, like from his perspective. And that would have been, I think that that would have been worthwhile. I don't think we're going to get a um, black science like from the Kadir side um, follow up to this series, but um, but you know it's like that's that's just something I would have liked. It's like I, like I would have liked like to have seen more of. It's like as the series goes on, especially at the end, because here we are with the final volume, No Authority But Yourself, and. As is it a worthy um, finish for the series? Huh. Well, I'm gonna go with yeah, but it's but there's there's some caveats because the first um, couple issues are dedicated to um, wrapping up the oh, hey you know it's like there's one slice of reality left and oh it's been taken over by a rich that um, can um, completely control your mind. Well, that's that happens. That happens, and then um, two issues, at the end of the two, two issues, well, Kadir steps up and says, hey, you know, it's like, you're going to deal with me now. And then the very, the very next issue, well, we're on a world where everything is fine. It's like where things are, like, you know, completely under control. It's like, um, like everything is perfect, perfectly ordered to the point where, like, robots are just, like, overseeing your daily caloric intake. And um, this is and it is a world that is absolute hell for Grant because he's the only one in there that remembers that that uh, what what the uh, universe used to be like and that apparently between these two issues, Kadir tricked um, the witch into um, like into resetting the um, the universe and putting him in charge of things. So, um, so it's like it's basically like, like Grant is basically like stuck with. Um, you know, like, th- like with a choice. So, like, does he just go along with the flow, or does he like you know rage against his confinement, and um, you know, it's like, and finally like you know, and and show Kadir who's like who, like whose ideology is really right. Well, what happens is we get both of those perspectives. It's I, I part way through that probably through that issue it's like we get to see um we see like there's a uh, sorry the uh the next last issue issue it's like issue 42 partway through that issue well at the start of it we get to see what happens when grant um rebels against it then um there's a flash to white and um we get to see what happens when you know kadir in this universe kadir says something less inflammatory and um he it's like, and he can just convince um, Grant to um, just, you know, lay down his gun and just go with things. And, you know, it's like, it's interesting to see, you know, what, 
to see the differences between these these two worlds. I don't want to get too much into spoiler territory, but think that it was but it was unexpected, especially seeing what happened to Grant when he um, finally decided to just stop fighting. The uh, the the part of the universe where he uh, keeps fighting like, is probably more true to the series and unfortunately less interesting as a result but i don't know it's like i mean like the, i mean the series is just kind of like, you know presenting the idea of like hey you know what's better is it better to just you know fight against authority for what you believe in or is it just better to just um you know like finally like you know take give up and just like you know accept things for for what they are the answer isn't quite as obvious as you would think because okay the uh the way the series ends like the final page it's like it one end like things things are really happy for one grant but at the same time though you get the feeling that it's about to be really terrible for that grant as well but you don't see what happens to that grant so you can assume that like i do that you know the other grant fucked things up again as he does as is his want and um you know it's like hey you know it's like that this this grant lived happily ever after you know until the end and uh, the other grant well if you want what happened to him go read the first volume because there is a really impressive trick here that when i was rereading things yeah after i after i'd read the first the final volume thought okay yeah i Okay, this is interesting. Then I went back and read the first one, and I thought, "Hey, okay, this is all right." Wait a second, are these? Is is this Grant and Sarah? Oh my God, man! So yeah, that's some really impressive plotting right there. And technically, it's like I, it's like it, it really helps me make up my mind as to which um, which reality of Grant Grant's is worth is worthwhile. So. I guess, so I guess in the end, it's like, I've got lots of issues with, with black science from Remender's, um, like traditional, like, um, need to grind everything to dust, like make, to have like, you know, things turn out the worst way for his, for his cast. And, you know, it's like for, and there's need for some characters to like, to make them like truly unlikable. It's like, like along the way, but you know, in the end, it's like he offers like you know just enough um, to like you know hope. It's like it's like and um, it's like end end up lift to make me think that hey you know it's like maybe you know it's like uh, maybe it's like maybe everything like was meant to work out. It's like in the end as well. So it's so honestly like Black Science. It's it's kind of a it's for me it's kind of a difficult series to like. Um. But I, I can absolutely, but it's not, but and I think just like, you know, rereading it, taking it all in, I can appreciate how, how everything comes together as awkward and painful as it can be at times. And just like, I, I, I have to, I have to respect the craft. Like if nothing, it's like, if nothing else, it's like, and you know, like I think that final volume like does, it's like, you know, does, is a, it's definitely a worthy, worthy finish for the series, especially like that, that choice that it offers, you know, it shows you like how, like, you know, all the actions are a result of one 
like of one choice and like putting like you know these two these, these two paths for grant it's like i think that I, I think that really like um sells the series right there and plus you know it's like in the end it's like i want to believe that you know at least one grant you know had that mega happy ending so and even if like you know one path basically is just reading the series suggests that oh well the worst possible thing happened to him but you know remender didn't um like give in to nihilism and show us that in the end he shows he basically hinted that you know this is very likely what happened but it didn't actually happen so you know it's like if it didn't actually happen then i'm gonna say that hey you know it didn't happen period so there so I want, so I want to keep the series, like keep it on my shelf as a reminder. That, hey, you know, it's like, as long as I have this, it's like, I want to, I'm going to hope that you know everything turned out. And I'm going to say that, no, it's like things did work out for the best for Grant. It's like, and that's how I'm going to say like the series ended. So, is it worth reading? <sighs> yeah, yeah, it is, but it's it's a challenge. I'll definitely say that much. So, uh, John, um, any thoughts on your end about all this? Um, well, not exactly. Um, so you'd recommend it or not? Kind of getting. I think if you've heard if you've heard about this series and you're wondering, hey, you know, should I check it out? I think you should, but maybe not not the uh, first like um, omnibus edition, which collects like the first three volumes. And it's kind of like, hey, you know, it's like it's all like the bad downer stuff. It's like, no, if you're gonna read read the series, you gotta commit. Get volumes one through four first. Like in get volumes one through four together, and then um, and then decide if you want to read um, it's like the final five after that. Oh, there you go. Uh, so you know what you're gonna be talking about next time. Oh, next time it's it's gonna be Christmas time. And so that means it's either going to be talking about Brian K. Vaughn's puzzle box of a series, Paper Girls, or Warren Ellis's um, reinvention of the Wildstorm universe in the Wildstorm. Be, be advised that whatever I don't talk about next next time, uh, we talk about the time after that. So there you go. All right, and we'll talk to you next time on Comic Picks by the Glade. All right, later.